Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at SellTermLife.com, connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, and beaches all across the nation. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root, and today we'll be talking about the six ways to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone. We've had a lot of messages and requests lately to do some episodes on what successful agents are saying on the phone. So I've brought back a guest who's placed thousands of life insurance policies over the phone, and he's put together a great list. And I can tell you from my experience that what you say and how you say it has a direct correlation to sales. Many agents just try and rattle off the lowest rates. And guess what? We all claim to have the lowest rates. The most successful agents separate themselves from the competition and don't leave any room for agents to swoop in on their prospects. But first, if you like what you hear and are getting value from these podcasts, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? Also, if you have any questions or want any topics covered, please send us a voicemail using the Send Voicemail tab over at SellTermLife.com. Every voicemail we receive will be covered on a future podcast. So today, we have Gary Wallace back on the podcast. Gary has life insurance call center experience as an agent and trainer and a lot of experience as an independent life insurance agent selling over the phone. He's going to share with us what he's learned over the years by talking about the six ways to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone. Welcome to the podcast, Gary. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. So Gary has been on the podcast before, but for those of you who didn't listen to that podcast, Gary, why don't you give us a little background about yourself? Sure. I've been in the business since really 2006, 2007. Kind of got my start back uh, doing more financial services and then eventually leading into more specific life insurance type sales online and over the phone. As you know, we used to work together. So, been, you know, I think over the course of time, I've placed well over 2,500 different policies, worked with people all over the country. And so here I am sitting and talking, talking with you. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that don't remember the last uh, podcast that Gary actually trained me <laughs> at the call center that we, <laughs> that we worked at where I got most of my experience before going independent. So this week, Gary's going to share with us the six ways to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone. So let's get right into that. Number one, what's the first way? Well, the biggest thing is connecting to your prospects emotionally. I believe that every sale is built on emotion. If there's no emotional drive, uh, your prospect won't buy. Remind our prospects about the emotional drive while on the phone. You know, failure to connect the needs and wants to emotions result in an over-focus on details. And we can focus too much on data, spreadsheets, and other comparisons, which can ultimately cause confusion and ultimately end up in, you know, the, uh, I, I just need to think about it type situation. And now you have objections to overcome. And one of the first things I always do is I ask, what's come up that's prompted you to want to buy life insurance on every single call? And I may change the wording around here and there, but that's really the gist of the, the, and the root of the question is getting them to say, why are we talking right now? What, something's come up for you to go online and start shopping and start looking at life insurance rates. 
they need life insurance, but why? If you can get them to tell you why they need life insurance, you're connecting those needs and wants to their emotions and you'll connect with your prospect. A big thing too is when you're getting that emotion is everybody wants to be understood. If you understand what your prospect is trying to accomplish and connect that to your unbeatable pricing, there will be nothing to think about if the driving emotion is strong enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's so many different ways. I mean, the way you say it, you know, what's come up that's prompted you to want to buy life insurance, I use that line as well in variations of it, you know, what's the purpose of this coverage and so on. You know, I know other agents that do this in different ways. You know, there's another other agents that ask about beneficiaries and that will give you insight to the purpose of the coverage and bring out the emotion of the sale once they talk about who this coverage is for. So there's different ways to do it. Um, but as long as you're, you're connecting emotionally to your prospects, then you know, that, that connection between you and the prospect is there. And you know, that's very important for, for making a sell. And I, and I could say this too. I mean, I, I think that emotion is the basis of really any sale, whether I'm walking into a department store to buy a suit um, or I'm buying a car, you know, obviously that's why they put you on test drives is you, they're building that ether, you know, you're building that emotion, what it's like to be behind the wheel. And it's one of the initial things that you need to establish with that person. And one of the biggest things, especially with how we do our business over the phone and online, we may not catch the, the proposed, the prospect still on the computer looking where that emotion is kind of already there. It's something that we ha- kind of have to drive back home to them. Uh, they may be driving in their car. They may be at work and now they're completely focused on something else. This may have been something that their wife or, or significant other has told them that they need to purchase and they, they really don't know the emotion. So sometimes we have to kind of get there, you know, get into their heart and kind of bring it out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and early on, I think we, we've talked about this before, you know, we're so focused on other things and we don't get that emotion. And unfortunately you go through a presentation and you don't get the sale because you never, you never brought it out of them. And, um, you know, there's times probably even now where as an experienced agent, you know, maybe I'll just get too comfortable and I don't get the emotion or I don't get enough emotion. I don't repeat it back to them. Uh, I'm focusing on just getting through the call, you know, whatever it is, because our, our moods and our days can kind of determine how we might be talking to somebody. So Absolutely. it's, it's yeah. something that we have to establish right away. Absolutely. Good point. So uh, number one is failure to connect emotionally. Um, so what's the second way to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone? I think it's failure to identify the client's core priorities. You know, prospects really have specific goals for their life insurance and financial peace of mind. They kind of more think in generalities. You know, I need more protection. I need greater safety for my family, or I don't want my family to have financial worries, so on and so forth. But if core priorities are not identified, you and your prospects will have a basis to evaluate whether your plan is suitable or not. And without that clarity, decisions are much harder to make. And clients will, unfortunately, just bail on the process instead of moving forward because they feel they may be going somewhere they are not sure they really want to go at this point. You know, one thing that we do, I don't know if everybody does this, I highly suggest it is, you know, sometimes you need to do a needs analysis. You know, mm-hmm. they might say, hey, you know, I'm looking for $250,000 life insurance on a 10-year term. Well, why? Mm-hmm. How, did you come up, how did you come up with that number? Why just 10 years? You know, sometimes they don't, one, they may not even understand insurance at all, or they may understand it, but they, 
they're just thinking, like I just said, in generalities, you know, they're not thinking about, oh, I have not only final expenses to pay for, but I have to replace my income for the next seven to 10 years because my spouse doesn't work mm-hmm. or my, my mortgage alone is $250,000. So what are you going to do when the mortgage is paid off and you have no other money to, you know, to give to your family? And so it's something that definitely needs to be addressed in the process. And on top of that, when you are helping them, I think, establish their core priorities, you are kind of showing yourself as an expert in what you do. You're asking the right questions and you're getting them to tell you what they need and you're helping them kind of reassess what they need as well. What's the third way to ruin a life insurance sell over the phone? I call it the failure to agree on the selling process. It's human nature to feel insecure when you don't know what is going to happen to you. And this is why, for example, surgeons explain in detail what is going to happen during a surgery. You know, knowing the future creates feeling of trust and comfort. And I believe selling is no different. You know, agents make the mistake of not informing the client about their selling process, including when and what decisions will be made along the way. And when clients know and agree to the process up front, many defenses are lowered and a relationship is, is developed at that point. I had a, an old sales manager on, on one of probably the worst jobs I ever had selling timeshares. But what he did say that, that always stuck with me was, you know, tell, tell your client what you're going to tell them and then tell them and then tell them what you told them. <laughs> what? And it sounds confusing, yeah. but it's, it's really true because, you know, you're going to, in the beginning, you know, I, I you know, will usually say, this is what we're going to do. You know, I'm going to be asking you some health questions. I explain the process. And then I ask the questions and I tell them what we're doing. And then even at the end, if we're going to be moving forward, I tell them what the process is going to mm-hmm. look like. And they don't know. They don't know the process. This isn't their job. This isn't what they do on a regular basis. And this may be the first time they've ever purchased life insurance. They don't know that it's going to take sometimes six to eight weeks to get approved because we have to order medical records. Right. The last thing you want to do is not communicate with them. You know, in four weeks down the road, they get spooked and they don't know what's happening and they go to somebody else that's still contacting them because maybe they filled out a form somewhere else that they forgot about and they buy from that other person. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely something that you need to communicate with them and uh, establish that relationship and keep in communication with them throughout the process. When somebody's confident in the process, they know what's going to happen, you map it out for them, there's a comfort to that. And there's no surprises at the end. You know, I, a lot of cases fall out, and that's just the nature of our business when we're selling over the phone. But mm-hmm. a lot of cases shouldn't fall out. And that's just because the agent didn't prepare them. So for example, hey, it's, you know, it's been three weeks and I don't have a decision on my application. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. Well, that's the agent's fault for not you know, preparing their client to let them know it's going to take four to six weeks. So, yeah. you know, and, and same thing I see a lot of cases fall out because I, I, I didn't know there was a medical exam. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a matter of preparation. So I 100% agree on that. Uh, failure to agree on the selling process. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. So number four, what's the fourth way to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone? Well, I would say it's failure to eliminate the competition before giving any information. Many potential clients will get advice from someone before they even talk to you. I mean, this is probably the most educated people have ever been in the history of purchasing insurance with their being able to access everything online. There's so much information at their fingertips. And that someone could be themselves looking online, another agent, a friend, you know, their dentist, family member, mm-hmm. something they saw on a commercial, a market report. I mean, there's so much information out there now uh, and they hear so many different things. 
And most agents make the mistake of dealing with a competition at the end of the sale. And after all your advice has been disseminated, what, what can happen, the sales professional has lost all control of the selling situation and the client can take the information and disengage. Not dealing with the competition in the first couple of minutes with the client and instead waiting for the client to bring it up opens all kinds of doors to selling failure after lots of work and energy has been expended in your presentation. I believe that we all have a story to tell. We have experience. Something about us can set us apart from the competition, and we want to tell that person right away. Not only, I mean, do they want to know who they're dealing with, mm-hmm. but they want to trust you. I mean, this, I, I just recently closed the case that was $9,500 a year. This guy's going to be giving me $9,500 a year for the next 20 to 30 years of his life. That's a lot of money. And that's something that you need to establish that trust in the very beginning to have that person be willing to do that with you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't establish you know, who you are and what sets you apart from the competition in the beginning, you can potentially lose you know, a very good client and a, and, uh, and a relationship with someone that might come back to you in the future and buy from you later on. Right. And so, and, and like you said, everybody has their own thing about them that sets them apart. I mean, every single agent out there is going to say that you represent all the top-rated life insurance companies and that you're going to give them the, the lowest rates available. But you have to separate yourself from those people. And, you know, and that's going to, going to be different for everyone. Yeah. And I think everybody has to have that one thing as well. They say every single time, but you do need to differentiate yourself and eliminate the competition before giving any information, like you said, before you give them any sort of quotes, before you give up your expertise, you need to eliminate everybody else first instead of doing it afterwards. And you just nailed it too, by saying, you know, your expertise. I mean, there's value behind the time that they're spending on the phone with you. Mm -hmm. You may not be getting any sort of premium or commission from that just yet, but you know, your time is valuable as an agent and you want to let them know who you are, that you are a professional and what sets you apart right away. And I think that that comes from you looking at yourself as the agent uh, in the, in the right perspective and then relating and then relaying that over to your prospects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I was, I just thought of a call right now from a couple of days ago. I just got on the phone with a guy and he was telling me how he, you know, he spoke with a couple agents prior to me and when I was differentiating myself on this particular call, I don't say this on every call, but on this particular call, I said, you know, it's one application for all of our companies. So right now I'm quoting the best rates available, but if for some reason something comes up on your exam or medical records that increases your rates, I can use that same exam and medical records to pivot to another company and get a decision within a week. So no matter what, I'm going to get you the best rates. I'm pretty positive it's going to be this company, but if something comes up, we can pivot to a different company. And I made the sale Absolutely. over the other agents because I set myself apart. You kind of have to feel out your prospect when you get on the call with them as well, beyond just your regular spiel about what sets you apart. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. All right. So let me see here. Number, f- we're on number five, right? <laughs> so, yep. all right. Number five way to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone. Well, I would say it's, failure to let your prospects give solutions and let them tell their story. This is something that 
uh, I feel is one of the most imperative parts of, of the process is people reach out to us because they obviously have a problem that they're thinking about fixing. They don't have insurance, they need it, or they need more. And most agents believe that they have the answers to the client's problems before even hearing what the client has to tell them. And I always ask the question, which is better, that you tell the client that their family is going to run out of money and need to buy life insurance, or during the sales process, your client tells you that their spouse and kids may run out of money and they need to buy life insurance to protect them. And I think this is the, the biggest part of the art of selling is getting the client to say what you want to say to the client. Mm-hmm. Remember, clients always believe what they say and usually have little belief in what you say, especially when they don't know you. Right. Don't make the mistake of telling clients when they, what they should be telling you. Asking lots of questions and bringing out that story. This kind of just goes back to also getting the emotion out. You know, when you're asking questions, you're just going back and forth, back to the reason, back to the emotion of buying the insurance. I think every client has a story that they want to share with you. Clients are very willing during a non-pressurized call to open up. They let their emotions out. They, they tell us things that they won't tell anybody else. And I'm sure you've experienced that. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's also building that trust in you as the professional that you are going to be able to help them with their situation. Most agents focus on the nitty gritty of what the plan will look like, what product they're going to use, how much better their product will be. And along the way, forget to put all their recommendations in context with the client's story. Mm-hmm. Their story needs to be told back to them in order for them to drive themselves to buy rather than you driving them to buy. I always just feel that when I'm able to ask the right questions and prompt them to kind of, you know, I may know the answers. I may know exactly what they're going to say, but I need them to say it. Right. And they need to get it out. And when they, when they hear it, when they hear themselves saying it, it's, it's like a double whammy. It's like they already know it, but they're, now, they're, now they're saying it out loud to you. We know what they need, but they need to tell us this. And so it's kind of crafting the conversation around that. It goes back to what's come up that's prompted you to want to buy life insurance. And hopefully it's not just, you know, kind of a one or two liner and they get to tell a story about what happened, what's going on, what, what drove them to fill out that form online. So, yeah, and I mean, I, I can remember, you know, individuals just, you know, they'll say, they'll start out maybe being a little bit more short in their answers with, you know, I don't have any life insurance and that's why I need it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I mean, you got to start asking questions to get them to really divulge and remember, well, yeah, I don't have it, but what's going to happen if I, if I don't purchase life insurance policy, if I don't have coverage and I pass away, what's going to happen to my family? What's mm-hmm. going to happen to my business? And getting them, like I said, just, just having them say it out loud is, is just reassuring themselves of why they're making the purchase. And it also goes back to what I was saying before as well, when it, when they may not be back in that place mentally and you got to bring them back there. And if you can bring them back there and remember why they are doing this in the first place, it's helping your chances of making the sale. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. So last one, the number six way to ruin a life insurance sale over the phone. I'd say not making a good impression. Every impression matters. It's imperative that you do anything and everything in your power to make sure the impression you give is the right one. Um, everything you say either helps you or hurts you. Nothing you say is neutral. And doing the business, though, how we do it over the phone and online, uh, if you're talking to somebody, I believe you have two to 10 seconds to make that impression. And whether it's your tonality, I always say just smile on the phone. They can't see you, but it comes through. Mm-hmm. And if you're not 
saying things the right way. You're, you, you sound maybe too salesy or arrogant. Um, you know, it could be the way that you address them when, when they pick up the phone and say hello. You know, all those little things matter, especially when all they have is your voice. You're not sitting in front of them sometimes face-to-face in a living room. And so it just comes down to making that good impression and setting yourself apart. The first impression sometimes could be their last impression. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the, the final thing I would say about this is, you know, most agents don't utilize uh, a consistently effective sales process and, and, and more importantly, a mindset. You know, each appointment can be handled differently based upon how they're feeling at the time or the moment and the results will be hit or miss. And the most successful agents, I believe, consistently follow a process and a mindset that has the highest probability of producing that business, you know, sticking to these, these selling steps. And I believe selling failure is result of process and attitude failures that build up during the sales process and eventually kill the sale. The first step is recognizing the failures, and the second step is developing a real system to correct them, which that sometimes is harder to do than the the first step. Mm -hmm. I think that these six ways to ruin a life insurance sell over the phone, I bet if you, if a agent got through the whole process of quoting somebody and didn't get a sale, I'll bet they didn't do at least one of these things. If you nail all of those, I mean, there's nothing else you could do. (laughs) Uh, you, You made a great presentation. Absolutely. So, all right. Great stuff, Gary. Well, thanks a ton for coming back on the podcast and uh, spreading your wisdom. And, you know, we'll get you back on here soon. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at SellTermLife.com, here are some of this week's hot topics. So this week in the community, we had a topic on how to connect with your prospects on a phone call. Like we talked about in this episode, Bringing out the reason why your prospects are inquiring about life insurance in your conversation builds a sort of trust as opposed to just talking numbers. So we talk about the best ways to do that. We also talk about if press releases still work. A lot of us have used press releases and there's some insights on what has worked in the past and what actually works now. Things have changed recently and we discuss those changes. There's also a topic on guaranteed issue life insurance for younger people. Many guaranteed issue life insurance companies have a minimum age of 50. A couple have a minimum age of 40, but what do you do for anyone that's under age 40? There's some advice on what to do in that situation, and one agent even shares an obscure life insurance company that goes down to age 25 for guaranteed issue life insurance, which I didn't even know about. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, Head over to SellTermLife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast.